Hey guys, it's Mr. Keevan. I just wanted to hit a few quick uh, comments on the Unit 3 class notes that we're going to be reviewing for this upcoming week. Um, normally this is something I'd like to lecture on in class, but obviously, uh, given our circumstances, it'd be better just to give the quick podcast. So, um, I'm looking at the Unit 3 class notes page, and at the top of the notes it talks about theology. And theology is basically the study of God. According to St. Anselm, it's faith-seeking understanding. Um, there are lots of versions of theology, but the important one for us is apologetics. Apologetics is the discipline within theology that focuses on, focuses on explaining and defending the faith in an appealing and reasonable way. If you haven't noticed, the way I've been conducting this class is to make it a giant session of apologetics. I am trying to be an apologist. You are my audience. I am trying to present the Catholic faith in a way that will be appealing to you by the end of the semester. That's basically what I'm up to. Uh, and so what is faith? Um, faith is a very uh, common word, and uh, there are really two definitions, and so you'll see those on the notes below. Secular faith is just a general disposition. It can be trust in somebody or loyalty. I have faith that the Cardinals will make the playoffs or I have faith that the Blues will win the Stanley Cup next year. Fair enough. Uh, it can be a belief uh, or intellectually uh, you can you can have it either uh, in a secular way or in a religious way, in a theological way. And theological faith is defined as an intellectual assent. In other words, a mental yes to a loving God and God's revelation. In other words, yes, I believe that God exists, and yes, I believe what God has told me about him. Now, faith doesn't have to be Catholic necessarily. It can be uh, Christian denominations, Jewish faith, Mormon faith, or any other Eastern religion. It really doesn't matter. But if you're assenting uh, in the theological term that we have, it's the definition that's listed there. That said, there's really two, and here's the part that I wanted to get to, and there's there's two ways of approaching faith. One is the way that our class has been centered on, which is a kind of a head faith, uh, where we approach God with that mental acuity to say, what do we think about God? And that is the point of this class, and that's a really virtuous, good way to approach uh, that. It's It's not a blind faith where we believe without evidence. It's looking for the evidence and then taking it all in and based on the totality of the evidence, making a decision. That said, there's another way to have faith and it's also a theological faith, but it's less uh, rigorous in its academic approach. It's more of a heart faith and that is uh, a passion or a love for God that is not rooted in reason and logic, but rooted more in just affection and, and uh, sentiment. And um, while that is not personally my style, and that might not be your style, it might actually be somebody else's style. It might be your style. It might be, uh, you know, I, I know I have family members who are very sentimental and very emotional. And uh, I have an aunt that when she sees butterflies, she thinks that that's God saying hello to her. And in a way, I'm thinking, that's illogical. But in another way, I'm thinking, I'm kind of jealous. So anyway, these are just valid ways of approaching God. The emphasis in this case, uh, in this class is obviously that intellectual approach, but I don't want to diminish the heart approach to God uh, because in all honesty, at the end of everything, 
the reason we approach God intellectually is so that we can learn to love God with our hearts. And so if you're already there, that's probably the better way to be anyway. Okay, looking down below, there's atheism, agnosticism, and theism. I'm not going to get into too much of this, uh, but the one thing I wanted to say with that is to mention Pascal's wager. One of the things you'll be asked to do today is to read his wager. There are two things to say about this, and um, I think the best thing is that Pascal's wager is not meant to say checkmate atheists. It is meant to persuade agnostics. In other words, game theory it out. If you are not if you committed one way or the other as to whether or not God exists, and you think maybe it's possible, maybe it's not, you don't know. Pascal, and this is the same Blaise Pascal, who's the famous mathemati mathematician, he proposed this idea that said, basically, if you don't know whether or not God exists, you might as well bet on God. Because betting on God is a no-lose proposition, while betting against God is a no-win proposition. What, do we, what does he mean by that? Well, basically, let's pretend believers go to heaven and non-believers go to hell. If you bet on God and you believe in God and you're right, you go to heaven. If you're wrong and there is no God and there's no afterlife, you'll never know. On the flip side, if you bet against God and you choose the atheist side and there is a heaven and there is a hell, well, you've bet against God and so now you find yourself in hell versus the other option, which is, uh, let's say you're right. There is no God and there is no heaven, there is no hell. Well, you'll never know. And so Pascal's Wager is a very practical uh, game theory approach that just says, basically, if you don't know, you might as well bet on uh, the no-lose proposition. A lot of people find this to be very convincing. And from a gaming standpoint, it's fine. As, a, as an apologist myself, um, I appreciate the argument. I like it for its usefulness for me. But if I'm really being honest here, I have to admit that this doesn't really help my case. And here's why. Uh, because Pascal's way, the, the idea that we've been talking about so far is we want arguments that drive at the truth. And Pascal's argument does not actually argue whether toward the issue of whether or not God's existence is real or not. And so it doesn't address the question. It just addresses the audience and their situation. And so because it's actually not an argument for God, it's just an argument for believing in God, um, it's really not as effective as I would like to be. And most atheists will find this to be unconvincing. But then again, uh, and this is really important, I don't believe this argument was targeted at atheists. I believe it's targeted at the person who's not sure which way to go. Anyway, there's other notes there. Please take a look, and especially down below, I've added some notes on secular humanism. These atheistic worldviews are something we're going to review over the upcoming week. Um, they are not mutually exclusive to each other. Um, we're going to watch a random assortment of videos to kind of explore these different ideas. Uh, just kind of keep asking yourself, uh, are these appealing to you? And um, uh, this, the third one at the very bottom, the secular humanism, is actually the one that's I'd say most prominent in the world these days, uh, and I'll try to take that on a little bit as we go. But otherwise, um, enjoy the rest of your favorite day, and uh, God bless.